Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to this EM360 podcast. My name is Steve Hendrick, and I'll be your host for today's podcast. I'm a research director at Enterprise Management Associates, and we're an analyst firm that looks at how companies manage their IT infrastructure from the data center out to the user environment and into the cloud. And I focus particularly on application development and deployment topics and have spent a couple of years on DevOps now. Um, In today's podcast, I'll be speaking with Matt Clausen, and Matt runs marketing at Parasoft, and he has a lengthy background in software development and consulting and sales, so he's got um, the perspective not only from marketing, but also from development. And on today's episode, we'll talk about chasing continuous software quality. So welcome, everyone, and Matt, any first words before we get into questions? No, hey, thanks uh, for having me. I'm really, really uh, looking forward to the conversation. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I'm fairly new to Parasoft, but not new to the topics we're going to discuss and uh, excited, uh, excited to jump in. All right, awesome. Well, let me, let me start by framing up um, sort of the situation as I see it. Uh, so digital transformation, enterprise DevOps maturity, and software quality all are journeys that enterprises are currently on. And EMA data shows that across these three categories, about 20 to 30% of enterprises can be considered leaders in digital transformation and DevOps maturity and software quality. But of these leaders, about 25 to 45% are also mainstreamers, and there's about 35 to 40% of enterprises that we would consider laggards. The good news, however, is that maturity is increasing increasing rapidly across these areas, but the bad news is that 60 to 80% of enterprises still need to make significant improvements. So the reason is that 70% of enterprises see application development driving significant high double and triple digit growth in enterprise revenue as a consequence of digital transformation. Okay, so, so given this backdrop, uh, and the importance that software has in today's digital economy. Um, Matt, let me ask you the first question, which is, given all of this, how is digital transformation impacting Parasoft's business? Yeah, that's a really good uh, a good question. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a good, good place to start the conversation as well. So there's several. I'll mention three uh, quickly. So the first is that I think it's important to note. I mean, you you mentioned it, you alluded to it, but... Software and software development is on the critical path to digital, period, right? That means that our mission as Parasoft to help our customers improve software quality is also becoming right more and more important. So that's number one. Number two, you know, digital efforts and digital initiatives focus significantly on customer experience. And so I think what this is doing is this is really forcing a lot of organizations to kind of rethink their definition of quality. They have to. It's no longer okay just to think about software functionality or pay lip service to user experience. They actually have to kind of think more broadly about customer and employee experience uh, in meaningful ways, right? So they have to factor that into their definition of quality. And then finally, digital is really about going faster, right? It's about, about the business being able to go faster. And therefore, in all aspects of software, automation 
has to play a vital role. So automating testing and quality practices is also critical. So I think, you know, it, so, so, you know, it's impacting our business significantly. And, and those are some ways in which uh, we see it. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, that, that you said what you said, because when I think about software quality, I think about really there's three different ways you can deal with software quality. The first is you can design software quality in uh, using good architecture. The second is you can address software quality issues through testing throughout all of what goes on inside of CICD. And the third way you can deal with it is you can let your customers be guinea pigs um, and, and test your software. And as you move to the right in that whole journey, um, it gets the risks get higher uh, and the impact that uh, issues can have gets much higher. So obviously you do want to deal with, with a lot of software up front. Um, so it sounds like Parasoft is, is focused on, on ensuring that you've got quite a suite of products here um, and dealing with, uh, with testing in a very rational way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll talk hopefully more about that. But, uh, but, yeah, integrating testing into your software development process, into right, your DevOps, your, your CICD is important. So I'll, I'll yeah, exactly. Okay, beautiful. All right, listen, um, despite DevOps being now, I guess, 10 plus years old, uh, the CI side of what goes on in the pipeline um, is one of the places where there's already a very high penetration of tools. This is where enterprises focused early on in ensuring they had the right sort of DevOps capabilities. But what it seems like is that in many ways, CD is the more complex activity within DevOps. And this is a place where software leaders are more than 60% ahead of software laggards. So um, my next question here is, do you see a greater need to have a unified approach to testing for CI and CD? And are you now seeing more interest from enterprises in addressing their CD tool chains? So look, the simple answer, of course, to, to the first question um, is yes. Uh, testing cannot, right, cannot be a box uh, at the tail end of the CI/CD pipeline and process. Uh, it has to be integrated throughout the entire process. So you know, as you already stated, right, uh, you know, or at least alluded to, is testing doesn't ensure quality; it simply exposes the level of quality. Therefore, if you wait to the end, right, if you wait to the end. And you put quality in some box at the end of the process, right? Then, if you know, if you didn't design quality, and if you didn't build it, if the developers didn't didn't have the right practices across the board, right? Um, it's a little late. It becomes very expensive, right? So that's number one. Number two. So yeah, yeah, it is true that we definitely are seeing an increase in continuous delivery automation. And 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 focus on on the tool chains as as it relates to you know a, a broader set of practices like value stream management et cetera. So um, so CD is is becoming increasingly important. Uh, we are seeing you know instead of just a few uh, tools being used um, you know from an integration perspective from an autom- you know to automate you know companies are are trying to improve their automation, their efficiency as it relates to, to, to actual, you know, deployment delivery. But as you know, there's, there's a lot of complexity there because, because what does that, what does delivery and deployment actually mean? Uh, and it's different for different types of software. Whereas, you know, integration might be a simpler, a simpler, a little closer to home for developers, um, you know, to deal with as well. So um, yeah. 
Hey, so um, next question here is, what is it that enterprises uh, are seeking to accomplish with software testing tools? You know, is it just the elimination of defects? Is it reliability? Is it quality or performance, security or regulatory compliance or, or some combination? Can, can you put some perspective around this so we know sort of what's in, most important from the standpoint of the way you think software developers are functioning? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think you mentioned uh, you mentioned the concept of leaders and laggards as it relates to you know DevOps practices. Um, the, I, I would say there's a very similar thing here, and you know, the, in terms of the question you asked, as it relates to quality practices. So, um, leaders tend to think of quality uh, more broadly. Number one, in terms of it's not just uh, you know functionality, it's not just reliability, it's not just performance but it includes compliance and security i think those are the i think those are the big ones that are increasing um significantly and i think again leaders are thinking of 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 this more broadly and because those leaders also are thinking about how do we scale this how do we automate this how do we make this part of our culture they know that you know a bunch of different tools for every last one of these practices, right? Probably isn't going to get it done. They're, they're having to look for tools that can, can, you know, a tool set that can a help them ship left B automate and C check more than a single box, right? Across those, the continuum that you just talked about in terms of the different qualities of, of software. So anyway, so, so it absolutely is an area of interest and there, but there's a pretty big gap between, between leaders and laggards. Yeah. Hey, well, so with all this fragmentation that now exists inside of DevOps, I mean, I, I track about 40 different uh, functional markets associated with just the, the development pipeline alone. Um, we see a demand for platforms that are highly integrated and yet integratable uh, from the standpoint of, of other products. Are you seeing this also in the market? And if so, how are you addressing this need? So yeah, I think you know everybody likes to. I think everybody likes to talk best of breed. I think if you think if you talk to individual developers, right, there's a, there's a lot of very significant preferences they might have in terms of specific tools they want to use. But the reality is that again, organizations that are thinking about scale are thinking, hey, we need to spend our time on the actual software we're building on value added capabilities and functionality and innovation. In the software, we do not need our developers spending undue amounts of time fiddling with the tool chain across some, you know, best of breed tools, right? So, so this is definitely leading to companies looking at what is a minimum bar we need to achieve and how do we achieve that, right, through, through a platform approach, right, through a suite or a platform approach. Um, definitely see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, let me just elaborate on that. So um, when I think about platforms, um, some of the, the benefits I think of when it comes to a platform is I see governance is a very big thing because you have sort of a unified set of capabilities and those capabilities, you, you have much more control over ensuring that when you used a, t- uh, a testing platform, for instance, you'll, you'll have to navigate through all of those uh, different testing tools to be able to get your work done. Uh, so governance and being able to control the process more instead of having a siloed kind of environment where it's a bit more haphazard from the standpoint of what's actually being, uh, being you know, uh, 
being done is, uh, I think, important. And also you have a very consistent usage metaphor, uh, which makes it easier for developers in the, at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, a lot of our customers, we see them, um, you know, start, they want to start in a particular area. They've, they've identified one particular area of quality or testing, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's unit testing, uh, or code coverage. That seems to be, you know, uh, definitely an increasing, uh, interest, um, or static analysis, but then, but then they also see the real, you know, they see the need for a broader set of testing tools. And if they can go to a single, you know, vendor with a single integrated or unified set of tools, or, you know, platform approach, um, that's useful. But the other reason this becomes important, right. And you, you, I think again, touched on a little bit, but, but is, is visibility, right? So how do you know, how does a management know, right. Where they are as it relates to quality, and without visibility, uh, a set of analytics and insights that is broadly available to the team, right? It's a team sport versus individuals, right? Um, you, you really it's, have a hard time managing that. So that's that governance aspect as well that you mentioned. So super important. Yeah, cool. That's great. Hey, um, we also have research that shows that there's limits to just how much you can shift left and how much you can pile on to uh, from, a, from a responsibility standpoint onto the shoulders of developers. So since Parasoft has a significant portfolio of testing tools, do you have any best practices for addressing how to distribute workload? And and, and maybe there, I'll give you a hint here, which is it may have to do with sort of the composition of multifunctional functional teams. So uh, what do you think? So, I mean, I, and I will get to that uh, in just a moment. I think I, the one, the one thing I want to mention is that uh, I've mentioned this word a couple of times, which is automation. One thing I haven't mentioned, right. Which is, which is a buzzword is um, you know, AI and ML. Um, and so I do think, you know, look, not all tools are created equal as it relates to how, you know, how much automation they can provide, which by the way, right, the smarter the tool is, the more automated it is, the, the tool set, right, the, the the less burden it puts on on development. And that's why, again, if, you, if a tool can provide a, a broader set of capabilities versus having to operate many tools, you know, to achieve the same, accomplish the same thing, that helps. But, but at the end of the day, right, there is no substitute for a couple of things that relate to the team and the organization. Um, so number one is, you know, uh, having a culture of quality and, and organizations, they really need to think about this from a cultural perspective because, you know, everybody in, in some instance, everybody on the team, right. Has to own quality, but that isn't generally enough in order to achieve that. Most teams, I think most leading teams, you know, integrate individuals into the development team, right, that are, right, experts that have a focus on quality and testing. And that doesn't mean, again, this isn't the old approach of, okay, let's just throw it over the wall to the testing team, right, to the QA team. That's not it at all. It's, it's integrated into the team, and yet there are individuals that are, that are experts and, you know, that is their, their role they bring to the team uh, on a daily basis, right, in a highly integrated fashion. So I think that's exactly, you kind of alluded to it, and that is, that's a huge, a huge need. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, the, the recent research I've done on software quality points exactly to that. And uh, a very clear best practice uh, that came out of it was 
have people embedded in the team that have that carry the mantle of software quality and make sure it's you know they're an important part of the team. So yeah, you're you're exactly right there. So Matt, how does Parasoft make it easy for developers to test in intelligent ways? So uh, first of all, there's a, there's a couple of ways. Um, number one, I'll just I'll touch on this really briefly because I think uh, this is pretty well understood. But uh, you know, for unit testing, we actually automatically generate right unit tests that really improve code coverage and not code coverage for code coverage sake but actually intelligently right um for the standpoint of actually exercising uh you know various important branches etc so that's one we, we 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 i think we're better there than than many but the other thing i think it's really really cool is we have a recording capability um as we talked about most organizations think about testing, they think about testing or automation, they think about functional testing and exercising the application through the UI. So we allow uh, developers or, you know, uh, even, you know, those QA focused people on the team to exercise the application uh, through the UI, but record both a UI testing script um, that is Selenium based. So first of all, using an open standard that's very, very prevalent, um, making Selenium more powerful, right? Easier to use and also much more maintainable. And then we also uh, are analyzing all of the API calls such that uh, we provide uh, an intelligent set of API testing scripts that are also, again, um, you know, maintainable. We, we kind of cut through the noise and look at what is actually important and how they can, again, um, you know, how we can simplify those API testing scripts. But, but really, really, really speeds uh, and, and, and makes it a lot more efficient for developers, right, for both UI, API testing, and then, and then unit code coverage. All right, awesome. So my next question here is, given the complexity of software delivery and deployment, what advice and testing capabilities do enterprises need to leverage in this segment of the pipeline to ensure that apps can successfully move through staging and into production? So look, I think, I think you know, there's probably a lot of ways I could, uh, I could take the answer here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna kind of focus on on one thing, um, and you know we haven't talked a lot about this thus far in this conversation, but I think it's important we we bring it out, and that is if you think about modern you know modern architecture, right? Um, modern architecture for most applications um, is a services or microservices based architecture, right? It's becoming you know more and more prevalent. I mean, I think a few years ago, I, I don't know who coined the term, but you know we live in this API economy. But it's true. Not only is it true that we live in an API economy, the reality is that APIs and services are only becoming increasingly more important as you think about the very, you know, diverse and complex, um, you know, infrastructure that we, we, you know, cloud hasn't simplified things in many ways. It's just, it's just made it more complex. Now we have multi-cloud. Now we've got, you know, so forth. So when we think about that architecture and we relate that back to what we talk, you know, some of the concept we've talked about earlier, which is you know, testing and automation of testing. Uh, we talked about, you know, not just quality, but compliance and security, right? It turns out that thinking about and automating API testing, number one, 
is super important as applications applications do not live on an island and this is something that comes becomes very very important and difficult because most most teams that think about testing they think about ui testing they think about functional testing and they tend not to think about how do we test and how do we ensure the compliance and security of our apis and how do we do that in a very complex environment that you know, this application touches many other applications and provides APIs in, you know, both directions. So, so the other aspect that comes into, into this, you know, automated API testing would be what I'd call service virtualization, right? Be able to create an environment that mimics production, right? Before you actually get to production such that you can actually, um, you know, adequately exercise that application in an automated fashion, but also, by virtualizing a lot of the services that that need to be taken advantage of, so I think those are really important. I think there, you know, a lot of organizations that are, are are trying to figure out how to how to address that, and a lot of times they, you know, they just throw they throw applications into production that are just not 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 ready. Let's just say. Well, that's right. I mean, a lot of them will claim that you know they have to they're moving too fast. They don't have the time to test everything, and if we do a canary deploy, then we can you know we can leverage our customers to help us make sure it's right. Now they don't do that for mission critical apps necessarily, but they will do it for certain categories of apps. I mean, not sure that I, where I stand on all of that, but uh, uh, not sure. I like the idea of having my customers be guinea pigs, but anyway. Well, I think there's a difference between again. I think I'd like to draw a line here between you know compliance and security, and then functionality, right? So I think to some degree, depending on the type of application, right? You know, yeah, there's probably some risk you can take, um, you know, with certain types of applications. But if you're talking about let's say open banking, yeah. and, <laughs> and you know, and you're compromising on compliance or security, right? This is the kind of stuff that that's going to shut you down, right? So that's that's where you know this is critically important. And actually there's another aspect to this which which is not just are you doing it but can you do it in such a way that allows you to move faster, more efficiently, you know, better but also faster through automation. So I think that there's a lot of um, interesting things that companies can do there. Well, you're right with the automation, but you know, I want to go back and just echo something you said earlier which is that, you know, software development now even with microservices is certainly more complex than it used to be. And so what that means is that we still have all the same testing responsibilities that we used to in terms of functional and UI, but the added complexity of microservices means that we have another dimension of testing we have to worry about, which as you pointed out was API testing. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. I don't don't want to downplay the fact that you, yeah, it's not like you don't need to do the other types of testing. You're right. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so given all this, where is Parasoft heading and what advice can you give to enterprises on how to build a successful DevOps practice that is effective at driving high software quality deliverables? So I think, I think we should go back to where we started um, this conversation. I think we should go back to, um, you know, the, the key trends around continuous delivery, right? Continuous integration, delivery, the deployment of software. Um, And, that is, you know, increasingly we are committed to integrating our tools across the the the, the spectrum of testing uh, tools and technologies, right? Into leading platforms like GitHub, GitLab, and others, and and you know, increasingly even to into, into the the concept of value stream management tools, 
and making it just easier for customers to to actually just get the work done, right? Starting with you know static code analysis, moving to unit testing and code coverage, um, more automation, more intelligence, more machine learning, um, and intelligently understanding you know how to generate you know a broader set of code coverage in that respect. Moving to API testing, service virtualization, and UI testing, you know, sort of kind of across the spectrum. And so I think I think you know the practical advice is sort of similar to again a couple of comments I've made and that is that ultimately it's not it's not really just about the tools look at the end of the day if every I, I would say every company I talk to is somewhere on this CICD DevOps journey right it's not like hey people are like no nah, I'm holding off like I don't think that's a good idea I'm gonna wait another decade and see how it goes right no no no, no. we're past that point right this is <laughs> This is a modern software best practice or set of best practices, right? So there's a there's a C that's missing though. It's continuous integration, continuous you know delivery deployment, but but there's a there's a either a CQ or a CT that has to be appended. Companies have to be serious about continuous quality and continuous testing. And like like many of these other best practices, you know they're never it's it's more about the journey than than a than achieving a, a particular destination. They're they're never really going to get there. It's going they're going to need continually you know, work on it. But if it's not a stated goal, if they don't have it well-defined, like anything else in, in life, if you don't have it well-defined, then then how do you know if you're achieving it? And, and ultimately, you're never going to get to where you need to be. So I think that's that's key. The practical advice is, is create a continuous quality practice and then, you know, define it. What does that mean for your organization? And then define a roadmap to, to, to chase it. So... Very pragmatic advice. Thanks so much. So listen, uh, thanks, Matt, for all your great insights on today's topic. And thanks to everyone for listening in on our conversation. And if you'd like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head over to parasoft.com.